Welcome to Health Matters, Sonoma's weekly program devoted to health and well-being. Each week, through interviews, editorials, and listener participation, we will explore topics and issues of contemporary medicine and its relationship to the lifestyles of our community. Our goal is to provide you with information and resources to help you achieve and maintain what you deserve, a happy, healthy, and productive life. We're your hosts, Ned Hoke and Adam Lehman. And welcome, Health Matters listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Always happy to have you. Again, apologies for Adam for not getting his name off of the uh, list where he has moved on. This will be fixed. This, too, will be fixed. <clears throat> so today we do have another fascinating and very interesting show. Fortunately, we have a, 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 a book on a book to talk about and an author to talk about, talk with, a, a t- Dr. Thomas Kirsting. Uh, the book is called Losing Weight When Diets Fail. And the, the title w- might suggest that we're talking about one more of those kind of um, books that doesn't really give you all that much. And yet this is really a truly a book that does give you quite a great deal. And Dr. Kirsting will be with us in just a few moments. He'll be calling in. And, uh, and then after... We talked to Dr. Kirsting for about the be- the better part of the hour. Then at the end of the hour, we have some very interesting announcements and things that are coming up in town, and uh, so we will get to that as well. And before Dr. Kirsting calls, we'll actually start with some of those. <clears throat> uh, the good news in the Sonoma Sun this last week, new owner dishes up healthy yogurt. At Maxwell Shopping Center, the, the uh, Scoops Yoga Shop is now under new management, and the owner offers a wide selection of healthy yogurt shakes for lactose intolerance customers and diabetics. That's something of considerable interest to a lot of people in town for whom many people in my practice, they come in and they are they, they may not even know they're lactose intolerant. Lactose is, means milk sugar. And uh, so that's one of those important things, too, and it's kind of fun. And, and uh, so anyway, that's up there at uh, Maxwell Village. I want to remind our listeners that tomorrow at the uh, <clears throat> yoga community, uh, Vicki Stern, Vijaya Vicky Stern, uh, Vicki Stern, she was on our program last week. She she does Ayurvedic uh, teaching and healing. Ayurveda is the old style of healing in India, and it's based. It's rather similar, actually, to Chinese medicine, which of course is my practice. And so that will be starting uh, at 7 p.m. at the yoga community. And that's $25 a person, and it will be from 7 to, what is the time, 7 to 9. And you can call Yoga Community at 935-8600. Also, uh, next Monday, um, our favorite uh, Mary Flett, Dr. Mary Flett, the psychologist and teacher, will be talking, uh, giving a workshop at Vintage House called Sharpen Your Mind a useful memory workshop uh, from 11.30 a.m. to 1, uh, 1 p.m. That's Monday the 21st at the uh, Vintage House. And I talked to Mary about this because it's, it's of, of, of considerable interest to me. And she's really got, uh, a, a, of course, I like Mary as well, but she's really got a good program organized uh, for this. And so for those people who have issues in that area. By all means, Vintage House, Sharpen Your Mind, uh, next Monday, 1130 to 1. Um, I want to remind our listeners that the um, 
there is a free, a free yoga class at Avalon in Sonoma every Thursday at 10.30 a.m. Yoga for seniors, a one-hour drop-in for $3. Avalon at Sonoma is 91 Napa Road in Sonoma. Um, I want to remind our listeners. Also, another uh, class is um, another free yoga class for seniors is given by Jane Zimmerman, who's teaching at the Sonoma Hills Retirement Community. That's 405 West MacArthur. This is 10.30 to 10, write that, 10.30 to 11.20 on Tuesday. And Jane will also treat stretching, breathing, meditation, guided imagery, and those sorts of things to reduce stress and improve health. And Jane is, a, again, a wonderful teacher of this, these various things. And so not only will you be getting a yoga class, you'll be getting the presentation of a, of a substantial teacher as well. So here's our guest, and here we go talking to Thomas, Thomas Kirstick. Dr. Kirsting, are you there? Hey, Ned, how are you? Well, aren't you nice to call? Thanks so very much. And we, we actually just got you started here. And I just mentioned very fleetingly that the title of your book, and I indicated that to our listeners that that this was not the sort of the, the title uh, was sort of suggests it might be one of those kind of not necessarily kind of too serious a text and yet when you really get into it this is a really uh, a, a, a workbook contains a CD and so on so but without trying to steal your thunder here uh, doctor can we, we can just call you Tom and can we dispense with the doctor uh, Tom's fine absolutely okay. tell everybody call me Tom <laughs> okay good because I I mean I can keep doing it the doctor thing but uh, I usually encourage my own I'm, I, have a, I have a doctor as well I encourage this please just call me Ned. thank right, you right exactly, exactly call me I thank you very much anyway well Tom uh, let's start right off with an overview of this book because I think that that's what we want to do uh, we want to let our listeners know what we're going to be talking about in the next uh, 40 minutes or so because there's so much good material here to work with so look, maybe you could just sort of kick it off and, and let our listeners know what we're talking about here yeah sure sure well you know, losing weight when diets fail the title of the book is uh, you know, it's a brand new method that does not involve dieting I mean as you know there are so many diet books out there and uh, you know the latest research you know suggests that diets just don't work but you know for the most part you know in our country we're really uh, people are on this uh, you know trying to get things quick kind of uh, way of thinking and uh, you know and, and with dieting it's just uh, 95% of the time they fail so we're looking at, a, at an approach that doesn't involve you know necessarily what you eat I mean I think everybody that needs to lose weight they already know what they need to do um, what this book Losing Weight When Diets Fail addresses is the mental component. And as you would agree with, Ned, everything begins with the mind. Your mind controls your feelings and your behaviors. Um, so until you begin controlling your, your thoughts, you're not going to be able to control your feelings, which lead to the behaviors. You know, look at a, you know, a craving or a compulsion to snack as a, as a behavior. It's a result of you know, the feeling of, of uh, that compulsion that you're having. So basically what, what this book is going to teach the reader is how to go about using the most powerful tool that they have, and that's called the subconscious part of the mind. And um, it's broken down into three parts. It's a very easy-to-read book. It's 150 pages. Uh, the first part of the book uh, explains just what the power programming method is. That's the method that, that, I, that I call this. Uh, and really, I look at part one as a, as a means of creating a whole new level of awareness, like an open-mindedness factor. And, ah, now I get it, part. Uh, now I know what I'm doing. Part two of the book uh, will, will educate the reader about 
the subconscious mind about the power programming method so that they know what they're doing when they move on to the next part, which is part three. And part three is uh, really going to, like, as you said, it's like a workbook. There are sessions that are outlined for, uh, for the reader that they can begin to use on their own, um, you know, the power program in their mind. And it's, you know, founded on, on, you know, the premise of relaxation and imagery and suggestion. And to boot, the book comes with a CD. Well, that's so, what I was just what I was going to say. We should we should really tell our listeners that this actually this part three is, of course, you're, you've asked your you've asked your readers. You say, now I know you want to kind of rush to the CD and kind of you know go for the gold, but you're telling them, as I read, you're saying, hang hang with me here and and take this 150 pages in before you can really, you know, understand what this CD is all about. Exactly, and, and you know, interestingly, the, the the reason why I suggest that is because after you read, you know, parts one and two. You're going to have you're going to create a level of open-mindedness, and when you are an open-minded person, when you develop an open-minded attitude, uh, your subconscious becomes that much more receptive. So by doing that, and then you know you, you listen to the CD when you're done. Uh, there's several tracks on there. It explains you know how to go about using it and all that. When you begin using the CD, you're going to be you know if you look at your mind like a computer because that's really what it is, you're going to be downloading brand new. Software, software that is about self-control, about discipline, about motivation, about belief, believing in yourself. And when you have all those things together, your mind absorbs every bit of it. You know, right now, uh, in the minds of most people, uh, you know, the software, if you will, uh, in people's minds is, you know, eat, eat, eat. Let's get big portions of food. Well, you know, uh, if I go to a party, i got to have dessert. I mean, everything revolves around food, and we have these thoughts in our mind, and we can't free ourselves from them. And, uh, you know, uh, by dieting... Really, what you're trying to do is will away, which is called willpower. You're trying to will yourself against what your mind is programmed to do, which is to eat, eat, eat. If you feel sad, let's eat. You know, if you go to a party, let's eat all we can and then have dessert. Um, so it's a real whole new approach. And you know, if if, if you work with this book, uh, you're going to start seeing some pretty significant changes quickly. And and it's just unbelievable. The, you know, the stories that are in the book also about you know clients of mine that have used this approach and. Uh, I think every every listener out there who who gets this book will be able to identify with some of the eating behaviors that are also outlined uh, in the form of stories throughout the entire book. Right. You know, it might help Tom. It might help our listeners to sort of see where you began in this process. And as 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 I as I read your text here, you you as you say you said you you began your career or that what that is in college. You you know you were. A, you you were a wannabe baseball player, and maybe you could walk our listeners through a little bit about how you came to sort of build this career, and 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 how, as you've built your career, and how you've made this the certain turns and twists that you've had, how he, there's been some some pretty important spots that have that have led you to where you've gotten to. So maybe you could t- take us back through a little history lesson about. Uh, how you came to where you are today? Oh, I'd love to tell you that story. Um, it's, it's a really a good story. I guess it was 1991, 92. Uh, I guess 91. I was a sophomore in college. My my whole entire focus in life back then was um, was to was to try to become a professional baseball player. So I kind of I guess you could say stumbled into college. I went to college to play baseball and then hopefully you know sign a minor league contract. My sophomore year in college, I reached this 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 point, and I didn't understand that it was a psychological issue, a mental issue, where I couldn't, I just couldn't throw strikes anymore. Um, I remember starting off one game, and I, I threw twelve straight balls and loaded the bases, and the coach came out to the mound and gave me an earful. And what happened to me is my confidence, my belief, everything was gone. It was destroyed, mm. and all I, the only thoughts I had in my mind every time I, I stepped 
to the pitcher's mound were negative thoughts. Um, like, uh, you know, thoughts, uh, images in my mind of walking the batter. And, and as I'm focusing on those images, how, you know, you're going to respond to that. And that's just what I did. So a guy on my team had suggested to me, why don't you go see a uh, sports psychologist, a guy that used uh, hypnosis. And, you know, I was kind of turned off by that. I mean, people hear that word, you know, hypnosis, and it's like this, whoa, it's a voodoo word. So, you know, I was desperate. I went to see this guy. And, you know, he just, I remember him just, you know, having me lay in his couch and relax, and he talked to me and, you know, uh, made me imagine myself, you know, confident and totally in control. So, let me make a long story short, after two sessions with this individual, my next time to pitch, I just, I, it was probably the best game I ever pitched in my life. And I was so drawn to this. Wow. To the psychology. You know, so, so, I, I, didn't, suddenly, I knew nothing about psychology. I was in, a criminal in, justice major. In, in the simplest way, almost humanly possible, you were walked right into a, a, a full experiential appreciation of the of the of the power of the of the of the potential of psychology and hypnosis that's yes. just remarkable i mean to, to have yes. such a short step to to go from is the level of ignorance that you you claim that you were in and then suddenly boy that just awakened a lot for you there it was unbelievable Matt. it was just it was it was a liberation for me it was a freedom mm. and uh you know, when I got my thought to, to, to my my mind to begin to believe, mm-hmm. just great things started happening. And uh, although you know I never made it to the you know to the big leagues, it really paved the way for everything that's that's happened to me. I wound up, you know, graduating with a degree in psychology, and then I got another I got a master's degree in counseling and human development, and I got another master's degree in administration, and uh, then I got a, uh, and then eventually I went back and got a, a PhD in clinical hypnotherapy and got licensed as a therapist, and then the book came out. So all these great things happened to me because I learned how to believe in myself. And, you know, in Losing Weight When Diets Fail, you know, that's the important part about reading this book because it's going to, you know, people who, who need to lose weight, very often, let's face it, don't really believe they can do it. They've tried everything already. It hasn't worked, and now there's self-doubt. There's a, I just can't do this attitude. But you know what? When you begin to free yourself of those thoughts and you, and you learn how to reprogram self-control and empowerment and all that you know avoiding the cake at grandma's house on thanksgiving is is becomes an effortless task um so it's really really amazing stuff well it is amazing stuff and i think that it's the idea that the 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 vast majority of the people that i know who have a weight issue who come into my office and practice and they say well you know along the other ways can you also help me in that or help direct me down the course of losing weight and they and they whether it's the the cake at grandma's or the or the the other thing that they the extra food that they have in front of the television set and, and how much they really they know they're over they're overfeeding themselves and yet they don't seem to have any kind of will toward doing something other than that and 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 you're saying that by Liz I hear what you're saying you're saying by using uh, guided imagery and and uh, relaxation technology you can literally in, give yourself an instruction that is behind the conscious mind that lives in such a way that the uh, that the instincts and the drives, which are the aberrant ones, the ones that are causing us so much difficulty, can be you know su- substantially altered and changed. It's a, it's it's so true. I mean, you know, we hear the term all the time. Oh, it's all in your head, or it's it's mental. You right. know, whatever the case may be, whether right. it's playing golf or, right. or whatever it is. Right. And um, you know, we we people use those terms all the time, but they don't really understand the meaning of that. And I'm you know I outline that in losing weight when diets fail. And uh, and once and basically what will happen is when you listen to the CD, you know, you'll have that open mindedness. What you'll be working with now is your subconscious. That and as you know, now that is the part of the mind that is uncritical. It's like a sponge. It accepts 
just, just let, as long as you desire something, it will accept it. And, uh, you know, if you desire to leave food on your plate every time and not eat until you're full, and you work with the images and, and, and the CD in this book, that's going to be, that'll, that'll, that'll happen for you. And it'll happen without struggle or self-denial. That's, that's why it's really not about dieting, because I can't think of a diet out there that doesn't, uh, that, 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 that doesn't uh, provoke self-denial and, and struggle and all that stuff. So uh, it's really a, like a kind of a freedom, and it's just, uh, and, 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 the, and the, weight, the weight will come off. There's no question about it. It might, it might, it might help our listeners uh, just to take a take a, a second or two to talk about the four states of consciousness: the beta, alpha, the theta, and the delta, and how those issues relate to what we're talking about here. Yeah, no problem. Well, you know, there, there are four four different states of consciousness that we all go through every day. And there, uh, beta, theta, alpha, and delta. Now, beta is the waking state of mind. When you're awake and you're going about your business, having a conversation or whatever, uh, your your mind is is more in that state, in the beta state, and that's when you're you know that's really your conscious mind. It's more involved in more logical thought. Uh, the next level is alpha. Okay, and this is a kind of half awake state it's the trans state really right um you know when you're driving your car for example and you're cruising down the highway and the car is kind of driving you're driving itself and your mind is wandering your brainwave activity has actually reduced and you've entered that alpha state which is really reminiscent of a light trance and it's also the same as you know when you're laying in bed even though you're awake you're still dreaming you know what i'm talking about sure um in that state of mind alpha your mind is it, because you're, you're working more with your subconscious now it's it, there's no critical conscious factor, so there's more of a uh, an op- a uh, an acceptance factor going on. Your mind will will accept things. That's why you know radio advertising is big business because when people are driving their car, they enter an alpha state. They don't even consciously recognize a commercial they're hearing for food, but their subconscious is absorbing every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next and third state is uh, called theta, and this is uh, you know an even deeper dreamy state of mind. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of uh, in the middle there. It's a little deeper, and people will. It doesn't matter if you reach alpha or theta when you're doing the power program, and your mind is still very receptive. Then finally, there's delta, and that's the um, you know when you're in a deep sleep. When you're sleeping at night, and you're completely unconscious. Your brainwave activity is is greatly reduced, and you're in a delta state. So you're anybody st- anybody who doesn't think they can get themselves, you know, into this relaxed state. The truth is, you get yourself every you get yourself every you get yourself there every day. Tom, that's what, that, that's you. You just gone to the very place I was hoping you'd go because I think there are a lot of people who may feel like, oh well, I you know I I couldn't do that at, right. from an awakened from an awakened state, <laughs> and, and you're like you've just put your foot right on it. Is that that we do this every day? We we move in and out of these states, and mm-hmm. what you're telling our audience is is that the. The opportunity that of of utilizing that 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 natural transition that that our bodies are are, are scheduled and accepting of, we don't have to become, you know, become new people to to accomplish this uh, this uh, this kind of intervention. We can we we can we can go there because we naturally go there, and and so. You're, and, you, and you feel perfectly confident that your, that your guidance of the CD will, will enable people to actually enter these states in such a way as they can actually receive learning and teaching and guidance in a way that's going to give them benefit to their, to their weight loss needs. Without a doubt. And that's why reading the book is so critical, because when you start understanding how your mind actually works and, uh, and, and realize that you drift into these states on a, you know, all the time, all day long, right. you know, now there's you know, that... that, uh, that non-belief of, well, I don't know if I could do this. It's just, you know, it's a fact now. Yeah, well, of course I can. I do it every day. 
Um, well, well, Tom, we're going to need to take a break now. Please hang with us here while we uh, wander off ourselves into our, our announcements here. But we'll be back with you in a couple of minutes here at KSVY 91.3 Sonoma. You're listening to Health Matters with uh, Dr. Tom Kirsting. Ned Hook with you today as host. We'll be back with you in a couple of minutes. Please stay with us. Hello, I might be John Cleese. You've heard it through the grapevine, Sonoma Jazz Plus is back for its third Memorial Day weekend. Featuring Thursday, May 24th, the sultry sounds of country pop star Leanne Rhymes at 9pm with the cool blues of Robert Trey at 6.30pm. Friday, May 25th, Motown legend Smokey Robinson at 9pm with rocker Michael McDonald at 6.30pm. Saturday, May 26th, Harry Connick Jr. and his big band perform My New Orleans Tour at 9pm. And Sunday, May 27th, an evening with Tony Bennett at 8.30pm. Food, wine, and song around the plaza at Saturday and Sunday afternoons from 2 to 5 p.m. Tickets include 12 wine tastings, 4 gourmet food tastings, and 8 eclectic bands. Tickets are available at 866-527-TIXX or SonomaJazz.org. Make your Memorial Day more memorable. Sonoma Jazz Plus. Ever party with Goya? The Sonoma Valley Museum of Art will forever vanquish the term slow noma from the parlance of Sonoma's would-be jet set on Wednesday, May 16th with Mix It, an evening of art, music, and cocktails hosted in the museum. Guitar duo Carter and Bodlovich will pour out their souls while Sebastiani and the other guys provide the wine. The shindig unspools at 6 p.m. and continues to 8 p.m. at the Sonoma Valley Museum of Art, 551 Broadway in Sonoma. The first event is on the house. Mix It events are graciously sponsored by Carol and Kurt Crowder. The Sonoma Valley Museum of Art will forever vanquish the term Slonoma. KSVY Sonoma. And welcome back. Uh, Ned Hoke today with Dr. Tom Kirsting. We're talking about his new book, just fresh on the press, fresh off the uh, out of the press, I should say, Losing Weight When Diets Fail. We, uh, we've been talking about the uh, the the background of the of the how the mind can have such a strong role in this uh, project, and we're, now what we're going to do is we're going to move into uh, talking about uh, some of the Tom's writings because I think one of the things that our our listeners, w- without necessarily running right off to buy the book, which of course is a desirable thing, if they can at at uh, I think it's fatproof.net is that still the the website yeah i actually have a new website also is that that is one of them the other website is actually the title of the book www.losingweightwhendietsfail.com okay but anyway at that website you'll see uh several uh articles written by uh tom and i think that uh one of the things that i was so inspired to actually have to ask tom to come on the show today was the the way he's taken up also the kids with the, the issue of overweight kids and he's got a couple of articles there. One of them, uh, overweight kids, what parents, parents need to do. Another one, your child is what you eat, family health. Your child is what you eat, starting early with good eating habits. And, and then it goes on. He talks about also what is the, the, the ex, what is exactly is an exerciser, the big C word, he says. And that's, of course, the word is consistency. So those are the three areas we'll take the next few minutes to talk about. But I do want to let our audience know that uh, we will take call-ins, so we, we are here at KSVY 91.3, and uh, we will be taking calls at 933-9133. So if you, uh, sh- let's see, I've got something wrong here that I'm doing. No, no, I got it all right now. Anyway, uh, for th- talk about overweight kids. Talk about your general thoughts about overweight kids and how can we 
well, how should we start thinking about working with the, the situation of overweight uh, adolescents and children? Well, I'm, I'm excited you want to talk about this topic because hopefully you'll feel my excitement about it and my uh, enthusiasm about this topic because it's something I am really heavy on right now. Uh, kind of a Freudian slip there. I'm actually very thin. Uh, you would hope so, of course. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I go out and I do a lot of talks also all around you know, the New York area, to, to, to mainly to parents. Uh, at night, you know, schools hire me to come in and to, I have one topic called SOS, Stressed, mm-hmm. Overweight, Scared, a mm-hmm. whole new generation of kids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this topic of over of uh, childhood obesity, see, I, I don't think people really understand the magnitude of it yet. Uh, we hear about it all the time, we read about it. Um, right now, obesity is the number one health threat that children face, okay? And any any parents listening right now, now, the latest research is leaning towards the fact that you are expected to outlive your own child. And what I mean by that is your age expectancy is probably going to be greater than what your child's age expectancy is. So for the first time in history, the age expectancy is starting to go down. And it's attributed to, all of, it's attributed to obesity because of all of the diseases that are created by obesity. The diabetes, um, the, heart, the, the heart disease, the, uh, et cetera. Yeah, ty- uh, type 2 diabetes. I mean, there are children, uh, type 2 diabetes used to, be, used to be called adult onset diabetes, okay? Right. Now, it, now I think there are something like 800 kids per day that are being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. So it's, we can't even call it adult onset diabetes. And, and the majority of uh, type 2 diabetes victims, um, it's a result of being overweight. So, you know, with type 2 diabetes, now you have a much greater risk of heart disease. Uh, they're finding young kids, actually, you know, teenagers, young teenagers having, you know, uh, coronary artery problems and such already because of the, the types of foods that kids are eating. So it's really, a, there's a lot more to it, though. It's not just what, you know, what they're eating. It's also the sedentary nature of the activities that kids today are involved in. Uh, you know, as technology has taken us by storm and simplified every aspect of our lives, it has kind of promoted universally a, uh, okay, let's do everything we can to not have to do anything anymore. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Uh, everything is so easy for us now. I mean, even your car, you know, you, there's a screen on cars now. You don't even have to turn your head to, to, to move in reverse. You just look at the screen uh-huh. right in front of you. Right. Um, with everything being made so easy for us, you know, that definitely, uh, that's a factor for kids also. When and- a kid is bored, they can put on their iPod. And the other thing is, is that you're, as you say in your article, uh, a lot of overweight kids don't seem to acknowledge that being overweight is a problem as well. So the, the the children don't are 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 less acute. When I was a child, and I was an obese child, um, even though it wouldn't be evident today, at least visually, um, it's it you know then it was a problem. If you had these big love handles on both sides, and you're and you, you and you wore husky in, in my case husky boys jeans, that would your parents thought that was a problem. But yeah, in, right. in today's world, it's it's sort of it's so normal that many people uh, just sort of see it as a sort of how it is. Yeah, you know what? It's true because you know as this is this being something that has happened gradually, uh, and it's we don't see it. It's not like bang! Suddenly you wake up one day and there's all these kids that are overweight. It's it's a gradual occurrence, and with anything that's gradual, and with more and more kids having the you know the love handles, like you said. And having the the guts, like a you know forty five year old man often has, right. uh, and a kid is twelve years old, you know that almost that was like as you're saying that that was you know don't take this the wrong way that was considered the fat kid in class. I know exactly about the fat kid. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. But sure. now that's really not the fat kid. That's kind of like even parents. I'll speak to parents, and uh, you know they they don't don't necessarily think their kid is overweight, but you know if they 
took a body mass index on them or took them to a doctor, they'd be considered you know very very much overweight. So it is definitely you know socially a factor that has kind of infiltrated our entire society, and we don't really see it. We don't notice that a an overweight kid is really an overweight kid. So, uh, well, but as, it's the truth. It's, it's statistically, it's unbelievable. Well, it's as you say, slowly becoming. In your article, you'd say it's slowly becoming the norm. And and of course, the thing is, is that you, in that article anyway, and I'm sure as you, uh, I don't, in where your various presentations, you're quite strong in your opinions about these things. So maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about what you see as yourself a parent, and and also as a as a guide for other parents. How do you? How do you begin to address this? How do you begin to address it with the young person? How do you begin to address it with the parents? What, in a global sense, are the sort of steps that a parent could begin down the road of beginning when they they catch the problem out of the corner of their eye? How do they begin on this process? And, of course, they can read your article on your website, mm-hmm. uh, but also, as we're here talking, so we might as well give them a start on it. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, basically, it's got it boils down to one thing, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. If, you're ch- if you have a young child that is that is overweight, okay, and it's because you're feeding them the wrong things, it's because you're feeding them the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a parent, it is entirely up to you, and I hope nobody takes this the wrong way, it's entirely up to you to begin to, uh, you know, change your own eating habits and, your, and the eating habits that are going on in your family. So, you know, instead of bringing in, you know, the cookies and the chips and all that stuff, you know, for your kid to munch on all the time, now start bringing in some, you know, some ripe fruits and vegetables. I have a four-year-old son. You, you know, you just mentioned to tell, uh, tell you a little bit about my own experience. Mm-hmm. I have a son who just turned four yesterday, and I have a uh, seven-month-old daughter. And I have been feeding them healthfully since, you know, uh, I'll use my son as an example, since he's, you know, a little, tiny little, you know, one, one or two-year-old. And I'm not saying he doesn't have a cookie or ice cream every now and then. Of course he does. We can't deny them completely. Um, what I am saying is that my son loves raw peppers, I don't know how he came about that, uh, carrots, all kinds of fruits and yogurts and vegetables. He thoroughly likes those things. Um, and that's what he often wants. But the problem is, just, you know, in a society, you know, we, we tend to reward kids at a very young age. Okay, Johnny, if you're good, you know, you'll get a cookie tonight, you'll get ice cream. And they start to kind of associate a feeling of excitement with that and, and a desire to have all that stuff. But if you start them off at a young age feeding them healthfully in a, in a healthy way, you know, those habits, I believe, are going to stay with them, you know, for a while. I'm not saying they're going to never eat junk food, but they're not going to be eating only junk food. And I think one of the things is that you, you talk about so so sensitively, you talk about how, well, given that such a large a number of people are uh, dual-income families are, are basically living on takeout, you also talk a good bit about how choices need to be made in the takeout area. Tell yeah, us, that's, tell that's listeners a, a little bit about that area. And that's another thing, you know, the, the, the food market. I mean, food is accessible; it's everywhere. I mean, we could walk out our door, and there's you know, twenty fast food restaurants to to choose from. Now, you know, you couple that with the fact that you have dual working families more so than ever, of course, and the fact that Americans work more hours than any other time in history. We work, actually work nine and a half more hours, nine and a half more weeks per year than the average European. Nine and a half weeks per year. Okay, that's a lot of hours. Um, you know, with people, when you're coming home at 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night, you know, from work, it, it, it's just so tempting to, you know, go to a pizzeria, go to a Chinese place, go to a fast food place and bring something in. And anytime you're bringing something into the house, okay, if it's, you know, the, the typical types of foods that are out there, those foods are, are uh, gen, you know, traditionally larger in portion sizes, much higher in calories and saturated fats and salts. 
Um, so if you do go to, you know, if you, if you must bring something in, you know, try to choose something that's healthy. And, you know, if you look on a menu, I mean, a lot of times the foods aren't all that healthy, but there's, there are a couple of things. You'll bring in a salad with grilled chicken on it, uh, you know, bring in grilled chicken, you know, a fish, you know, those sorts of foods. But once you start bringing in, you know, Taco Bell-type foods and, and burgers and, you know, and, and, and Chinese food and all that, you know, it's a recipe for disaster. So it's, it really has to come down to commitment from a parental perspective. And I, let, let me tell you one other thing. Please, about that no, too. yeah. You know, even with, you know, with kids today, you know, money can get you a lot further these days than in 1975. All right. Okay. Let's face it. Um, you know, it's not uncommon to, you know, for parents to just, you know, give a kid lunch money every day. Okay. And I'm telling you the way it is in schools, even though, uh, you know, some of them are serving healthier foods, there's still the unhealthy foods. And that's, that is what a kid's going to gravitate towards. So if you're giving your kid lunch money to get lunch every day, you know, think about the next time you're at the supermarket bringing in, you know, some nice uh, turkey and whole grain bread with lettuce and tomato and start, you know, providing your kid with a lunch to bring to school and send them to school with no money. <laughs> I think I say that in my article. You do. Like, yeah, and, 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 and I mean that. You and know? I, I, thought, I thought that was very bold of you. I thought that, you know, to, you, you, what? I mean, I can imagine the look of the kid's face. What? No money? Right. I mean, I'm dad, mom, this is this is right, like know. you know cutting off my leg or something. You know, I know. Yeah, your kid's not. You know, if you send your kid to school without money, he's not going to starve to death. Yeah, okay? right. it. But you know, it's important to just you know if they have no choice, if they have if right. they become accustomed to hey, mom or dad is is making them a nice healthy sandwich every day, and this is what they're having with a you know a bottle of water instead of a can of soda, they'll get used to it. Right. That's the bottom line. And at lunchtime, a kid's hungry; they're going to eat it. And I think, I think again, as you you so f- uh, uh, correctly point out, and, and, and remind our uh, listeners on on you in your article, you're talking about how the the sugar drinks, the how a, a, a bottle of water versus a sweetened uh, drink or soda, the soda contains like eight to ten teaspoons of sugar, or 140 calories. I mean, the the the, the kids are going to just be pouring sugar into their system. And of course, what I see as a practitioner is that so many people's pancreas and so many people's ability to manage sugar is so damaged uh, mm-hmm. that uh, that they then they then cannot even really manage the situation so it's not only the that they are in uh, are going to do it when they do it on a daily basis when when they they get to where they have trouble with sugar as such and and actually there's a hole in in, in the kind of japanese uh, style oriental medicine that i practice uh, it turns out that sugar problems are one of the really big problems and and it turns out that there's a lot of energetic disturbance and interruption that occurs Given that the body is so overwhelmed by sugar so quickly and so easily that uh, it, it's 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 so it's not only the fat kid that's having trouble with sugar, all kinds of kids are having trouble with sugar. Yeah, yeah, and from a you know caloric standpoint, I mean, right. you know, if you uh, eat, there are kids that you know I see all the time. You know, I've, I've worked in education for years. So they'll have you know five or six can you know cans of soda a day. Wow. Uh, nowadays, it's the big twenty ounce bottles, and people right. you know maybe under the illusion, well, like. It has two sodas a day. Well, not really. That's about five sodas a day. If you have two, you know, <laughs> and two, I want, two and a half of those. I want to remind listeners one more time that we do. Well, we'll take call ins nine three three nine one three three. We're talking to Tom Kirsting. Uh, Dr. Tom Kirsting, Losing Weight When Diets Fail, a really powerful book in, uh, on reprogramming the mind and how to really come to grips with the sort of the mind part and the subconscious part of how to work with the, uh, the, the, the personal, how to work with the interior of the, of the life forms to, uh, to go toward a kind of weight management area. So, uh, uh, Dr. Tom, it, what other issues are you, beside the weight area, are you working with people on a regular basis? 
Well, I'm a licensed psychotherapist, so I, I do oh, regular I therapy with people. Oh, you do? Uh -huh. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, so, you know, I, I deal with a lot of adolescents and problems that are going on with teenagers these days. And, uh -huh. you know, but with the power programming end, I, I do a lot of stress management stuff for people. Uh -huh. and, and uh -huh. our, you know, in our society today, it's just, uh, you know, stress kills and people are running around, you know, doing so many different things per day. Right. You know, they're overloading their body and their mind and, and there's no harmony. There's no homeostasis there. So, tell our listeners a little bit about kind of how you actualize that. I mean, in other words, this is on a private practice basis. Yes, are, are you yeah, doing this? I'm actually at my office right now in between clients as uh -huh. we speak. And, uh -huh. um, uh -huh. and I do it individually uh -huh. um, because I really, you know, when I sit down with a person, I like to really get an understanding of, of what they're about uh, and then, you know, plug in all the, all the techniques. And, and, re and interesting that you asked me that because, you know, people who listen to the CD and practice the power programming method that they'll find in the book, Losing Weight When Diets Fail, my book, um, I've had many, many, I can't tell you how many people have told me that doing the techniques for weight loss have actually helped alleviate their stress. They find themselves carrying themselves in a, in a kind of a, 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 like they're floating during the day. They just feel calm and, and confident and they're, you know, not running around and rushing. Uh, it's, it's just, it's great for that part as well, just the stress end. So what does it take is for the young person, say the parent brings a, uh, an adolescent, a troubled adolescent to you, and you, and yes, you see there's the, the, the uh, weight and food issues and so on, but, and, but the child has, a, you know, has probably some anger and some, maybe some withdrawal and so on and so forth. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about how you work with an individual child, and I realize there's no such thing as a sort of stock item child, but at the same time, there's you know, sort of typical behaviors that, that adolescents have. And for you to, to take them to, from where they are to being able to work with the kind of program and project that you've got here vis-a-vis -vis this uh, uh, power programming routine, how, how do you t t walk us through the steps of how you actually take the child to where they can begin to accept that as a process? Yeah, I wish I had the answer. No, I'm only kidding. Teenage, t children are very difficult. Teenagers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, well, yeah. For, you know, for me, Mike, the first step for me is, you know, from a therapeutic standpoint right. is to right off the bat connect with the kid. Okay, kind of yeah. get down to their level, right. let them know that you're with them, that you understand them, you see where they're coming from, um, so there's no defensiveness going on. Uh -huh. and once, he, once I get, you know, get a kid to that point where there's a, uh, you know, a, uh, a rapport developed, um, now a kid becomes more open and receptive towards what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And then we can start using the techniques um, you know, to really help them. When I, when I use the power programming techniques, what I help kids establish is a vision, okay? a belief, some sort of a goal. But they have something to work towards. <clears throat> because I think mo you know, most of the kids I deal with that have issues, you know, whether it's anger, they're cutting themselves, or abusing drugs, you know, they're getting in trouble with the law, their parents, and all that stuff. Um, it, real it boils down to confidence. It really does. And, and when you have a kid that start can start to believe in himself and really begin to establish a level of confidence, then they have somewhere to go. They have steps forward that they can take. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, the whole process hel really you know, helps with many kids. Obviously, you can't help every kid. Um, but, you know, we do our best over here. I understand. Well, <laughs> we try to do our best as well. Sure. We, we're going to take another break here, another couple-minute break uh, here at KSVY 91.3 Health Matters today, talking with Dr. Tom Kirsten. We'll be back with you in just a minute. Please stay with us. And here it comes. Enigmatic and controversial, Spanish court painter Francisco Goya produced a series of 80 etchings published in 1799 under the title Los Caprichos, According to the painter, this series depicts and condemns the universal follies found in civilized society. 
underwritten by the Pacific Union, see Goya's Los Caprichos from April 14th through June 10th at the Sonoma Valley Museum of Art. Located just a few steps from the Sonoma Plaza, the museum is open Wednesday through Sundays, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Admission is $5, but always free to museum members and to everyone on Sundays. Is your nonprofit organization planning an event for our community? You can have your events and activities announced on KSVY by coming into the studio at 164 West Napa Street on Tuesdays from 11 to noon or Thursdays from 3 to 4. Just bring a 30-second script and some music to match, and we'll take care of the rest. For more information, call 933-0808. KSVY, Sonoma. And welcome back to Health Matters here on KSVY. Ned Hoke today with Dr. Tom Kirsting. We're talking about his new book, Just Fresh Off the Press, Losing Weight When Diets Fail, a clinically proven power programming method for amazingly easy, fail-proof, diet-free weight loss. Such a huge promise there on the cover of this book, Tom. I tell you, it just uh, it almost kind of... Uh, if I weren't such a skeptical guy, I, I'd go. Oh. I say this is this is this way over the top, and and yet and yet as I was telling you on the phone before we got, came on the air, as I as I kind of got past the sort of the front page and my sort of resistance to the sort of over to, the topness promise of it, I went. This guy has really done his homework, and what I so appreciate is that you've 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 made a workbook here. You've made it a graspable, you know, sort of step by step process, and you've made it. You've given just enough information so that you can become, for the person who's not psychologically aware of what, how to work with the subconscious and how that would work, you give them just enough so they can really kind of move forward with that. Tell our listeners a little bit about how it is you, you came to organize this, this subject the way you did. The way you did. Did, you, did you look at other, other sort of similar texts? Did, did, you, did you have a workbook in mind? Uh, just how did you put this all, all together? Uh, you know, it, it was it was a process, and, the, and you know, editorially, uh, you know, when you're working with publishers, they help you because you know, my mind, I got a million things going on in my mind that like uh-huh. just ideas and inspirations, and then uh-huh. it's like sometimes I just want to just start like I feel like I need to carry a tape recorder around with me so uh-huh. I can harness them. Yeah. Um, so what I really did is I started just pounding away, um, you know, one section at a time, and it just flowed together. Everything started to make more and more sense, even for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, you know, as you move through it in part one. I look at it as, you know, creating this 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 understanding now, this this realization that hey, I can uh, I know what I'm doing, but but a bang, I know what I'm doing, I can solve this. This isn't this isn't such a big deal, um, and 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 it just it flows in that respect. Now I got, I want to make a comment about the title of your show, right? All right, because to me it's a very very important title, and uh, when I'm looking at it in my mind, I'm pronouncing it as health. Matters, right? Okay, right. And if anybody listening, I could, you know, if I could tell you one thing, you know, with with all the energy I have in me, health. Not only does it matter, it is. Uh, it should be our number one priority, and I'll explain why. Please, um, you know, of course, you know, our family and everything is is is, is of course the most important thing. You know, we, work is is very very important. But you know, all of those things that we put all of our energy into, okay, which which we should put our energy into, if we don't have our health. And we die. None of that stuff matters anymore. Mm. You know. So if we can, and if I can encourage people, you know, to really start focusing on and making your health your number one priority, 
you know, you're going to be better at everything you do, even at being a parent, because you're going to be more confident. You're going to believe that you're going to live a long life. You're going to live healthfully. You're going to avoid diseases. And you'll be a better worker. You'll be a better parent, a better husband or wife. Um, so it's not really just about weight loss. You know, health is, is more important than any of that. And, uh, you know, the problem with, with being overweight is, you know, you, you, the bottom line is when you're overweight, you have a shortened uh, lifespan, period, because of the, the diseases that you're at risk for. Well, I, I appreciate you picking up on our, our show title because, of course, indeed, that's our part of what we you know, try to stress ourselves is that it does matter and that, that the when I see the average client that comes to see me when they have a, had a sustained period of uh, depressed health of one sort or another, whether it's depression in a psychological sense or just depression and just energetics, they, they simply are tired or they're worn out, it, they, they, they've lost They've lost their way in life, really, and yeah. the the business of exactly as you say the, the 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 sort of recovery of the confidence to go ahead with your with your life to to really live life. I don't say even to the fullest, but to live life fully awake, to live life fully alert, yeah. is right. something that uh, is we only have one chance at it, and and we better do it or else it won't get done. That's uh, right. Do we have another minute. Yeah, we do. Okay, because I want to I lead into one other thing, if you don't mind. Please, but, no, no, lead uh, me. <laughs> losing weight when diet fails, you know, this book, it, yeah. it also talks about exercise. Exercise, you know, not only is this going to help reprogram your, you know, your mind to eat healthier, eat smaller portions, to literally eliminate your cravings and your compulsions and all that stuff, to, to gain control, it's also going to trigger a motivation that we all have. It's just dormant in the back of our mind. It's going to unearth your motivation uh, so that you will begin to prioritize exercise. Every client that... And I mean this literally, because about every client I deal with, Mm. um, you know, when I talk to them about exercise, (laughs) the the number one reason they don't exercise is, what do you think? I'm I'm all ears. I don't have the time. Ah, yes, of course. And you hear that. I mean, we hear that, you know, constantly. And again, I bring that back to, well, you know, we have to make the time for our health. It's the most important thing we have. And, you know, just imagine being able to unearth that motivation because, you know, getting up early in the morning um, and, you know, getting on a treadmill or going to a gym, you know, it's just going to make your entire life productive. It's going to make you thinner. It's going to make you feel better. It's going to, you know, extend your lifespan. Uh, there's so many, so many things, you know, about exercise, uh, not just physically but mentally and emotionally that it triggers. And, um, you know, and if I can use an analogy, the average American – Okay, watches 21 hours of television a week. Okay, now think about that. 21 hours of television a week. Yet. That's half a full-time job. <laughs> right. Yet, yet we don't have the time to exercise. Right, exactly. So, you know, look at it like this. Yeah. Uh, make a commitment to watch 19 hours of television a week and yeah. get on the treadmill a half hour, four days a week. You, you know, know what I, I tell my clients? I say, I, I, I say okay, the, one of the first things I say to the, pretty much the majority of my clients, I say, okay, 15, 20-minute walk first thing in the morning. That's it. Yeah. In other words, in other words, you talk about treadmill, and I, I, I don't, I don't talk treadmill. I, I say, yeah. just get out and walk. Just you lived out here outside of New York City when it's ten degrees out. In the yeah, winter, treadmill, Tre- treadmill. Yeah, I got it. I got <laughs> you know, it. I got it. Well, yeah, right. I, I, but, but again, but even you know, being outside, that's even better. I yeah. mean, that's so much better than a yeah. treadmill. I mean, you can take in nature. You're breathing in, you know, right. crisp air. And, I, and we start with that. Actually, they don't, the, the people say, oh, I can't do that. I say, okay, 10 minutes. So I negotiate. I say 10 minutes. So we get 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I, ne- I negotiate, which has been very successful and also might be of use to you, I say, 
because so many people ha- have such poor hydration habits. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a wonderful book called uh, "You're You're Not Sick, you, You're You're Thirsty," and it's the body's many cries for water, and and how disease is really basically in many ways a dehydration signal. At any rate, uh, so we have we have people drink four ounces or more of water every hour between the hours of eight in the morning and six at night, and it turns out that that solves about at least 40% of the problems that people come in to see me with is that if they, if they take the 20-minute walk in the morning and they have four ounces of water every hour on the, on, on the hour between 8 in the morning and 6 at night, 40% of the problems they come in with, and they often have this uh, long list of problems, uh, they uh, somehow it magically goes away. That's amazing. So it is, it's, it's, you, not only can you, can you program your mind and do this sort of exotic thing, which is uh, very much worth doing. And I, I, one of the things that I've enjoyed, Tom, over the years since I was a workshop leader from the Esalen Institute is watching how people have gone from experiential workshops where we went to this exotic, beautiful place on the Big Sur Coast and we learned from people to do self-hypnosis and we had the, we had the, that time we had cassette tapes and so on and so forth. And now what's, it's happening. The, all these, this teaching is now coming out in these books like you've written. And, and it's, we don't get to have the exotic place and the, the beautiful meals and so on. And yet somehow we, we, it, and it's hard to, because it's one thing to be able to go to a sort of retreat and to be able to sort of absorb this thing and have a kind of a, you know, time away and that kind of thing. But from going from our everyday life to being able to step into the kind of guidance that you're providing in your text here, I see that as a having myself having had the privilege of going to those exotic places, if you will. I see that as a still a pretty bold step, and 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 just getting them started is. And I, and I but but your enthusiasm, as as I read it, your enthusiasm in this book, I think is likely to to help a number of people get through that difficult beginning stage there. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so. We have just a couple more minutes. Uh, we uh, we haven't had a call, so if there's a call out there, 933-9133, we do have just a couple minutes left to talk to Dr. Tom Kirsting about his book, Losing Weight When Diets Fail. Any parting words for us, Tom? Uh, yeah, I'd just like to tell you know tell people that if, on my website, which is losingweightwhendietsfail.com, there is a uh, free newsletter that I send out every uh, two or three weeks you know, that I try to pack with, you know, health and wellness tips and all that, to, you know, again, to help people to, to start getting the momentum going. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, the book is available pretty much everywhere, Barnes & Noble, right. uh, Borders, and, you know, Amazon.com, you know, any, pretty much anywhere you can get a book. And uh, Do you do you see yourself, I mean, when I listen, when I look at, look at what this is, and I imagine in, in terms of, I don't know broadly, I, I'm not very widely exposed, but... It it would seem to me that you might be the kind of guy that would we'd see on PBS at some point with this story. Do you do you do you see that there's a possible kind of multiplier here that you might be able to go from this text up into some kind of a video? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I got a lot of ideas going on, and uh, uh-huh. you know, I you know, ideas and inspiration equal success. You know what I mean? And, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and hard work, and, and <laughs> you know, I, you know I'm, I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about helping people to, to find themselves and to help themselves, and you know, whatever outlet I can. I can do that with, uh, uh-huh. you know, certainly it'll be hopefully a possibility. Well, uh, we'll we'll look for that, and it's been a really a real a great pr- pleasure to have you on Health Matters today, and uh, you've added a lot to our hour. And uh, thanks so much for joining us for today. Ned, my pleasure, totally. Look, looking forward to hearing your future journeys up ahead, and I we we can expect to see this guy's name again and again. But Ned, I very much appreciate it, and hopefully we will uh, we'll chat. Okay, thanks, Tom. Take care. Bye bye. So there we are. That's uh, Dr. Tom Kirsting, Losing Weight When Diets Fail. And I, th- I found that, um, uh, as I, I'm usually, uh, the reason, of course, I bring a book on air is because I'm enthusiastic about the book. 
Oftentimes we bring books on, of course, for people who are going to be at Reader's Books or one of the other nearby outlets so that you not only can hear about the book here on the station, but also coming down the road, uh, again, you know, soon ahead at, the, uh, at one of our local outlets. But this is one that you can get, as I, as I said during the show, you can get this at losingweight.com. Losing weight, excuse me, losing weight when diets fail. You can do that on Google and get right to the website. And there's really enough there for any parent who's willing and eager to begin to address if they haven't begun or they don't have themselves a plan for working with themselves or with, uh, again, there's quite a lot about children. And as uh, Dr. Tom was saying, the uh, overweight kids message is very vibrant to him. And he, as he says, he, he goes into schools and so on. And he also has, a, again, I, I mentioned a, a pretty good article on um, how consistency in exercise was such an important item. And he can, but of course, we can, there's all kinds of good advice out there. Uh, but how to actually get that actualized in our life, that's our big challenge, as we all know. So uh, again, I want to remind our listeners that we are eager to have your insights for our Health Matters programs. We're available at ksvyhealth at aol.com. That's for our email address for your guidance to us here at the show and how we can you know, offer you what you're looking for and what you're interested in because we're trying to be a public service. And to do that, we need to know what it is that you would like to, to see, like us to cover in, in either the, the kind of show or the, the subjects or how we even do the show. I mean, uh, we try to have local people on. We're always inviting uh, uh, local folks as new doctors come or new therapists or new teachers that are coming through town. Uh, we're eager to hear about um, also ksvyhealth at aol.com is a good place for you to tell us um, what's going to happen and what, what's up ahead for your group or your uh, uh, the, the people you're working with, uh, your organization, because again, I am constantly looking on the it, in the in the Sonoma Sun. I'm looking at the Index Tribune. I'm looking at bulletin boards. I'm looking anywhere I can, so that we're trying to get the word out in terms of issues that are that are health matters related that might be of some interest. So let us know what your uh, classes are, what your and also what your thoughts are. Again, our ksvyhealth at aol.com is our email address. And I want to again go over, uh, before our show is up, we just have a couple more minutes, I want to talk again about our our uh, announcements and talk about some of the classes that are here in town that, that are coming up. I want to remind you that, uh, again, this uh, tomorrow at the yoga community, uh, Vicki Stern, Vijaya Vicki Stern, this is the Ayurvedic teacher, she'll be doing, doing an introduction to the doshas, which are the uh, categories, uh, the humors, are so-called, of the body and how by understanding proper food and lifestyle choices by the body type, you can actually create some health and wellness for yourself. She, uh, uh, Vicki Stern is the a student of Vasant Lad, who is a well-known Ayurvedic instructor from Albuquerque. Uh, she herself is, I guess, from Laguna Beach. And again, if you're interested in that um, class, again, that's going to be at the yoga community. That is, the address is, for those who don't know, it's 577 5th Street West. They're also available at uh, yogacommunity.net, their phone number 935-8600. And again, that's this Thursday between 7 and 8.30. Uh, I want to remind our listeners again that uh, now our, our, the, our sort of everyday class announcement. We talked about some at the beginning of the show, but I want to also mention that uh, 
the morning exercise given by Carol Allison, one of our uh, Health Matters favorites. She, it's a blend of dance, aerobics, and strength training. That's at Vintage House um, morning exercise. That's Tuesdays between 8.30 and 9.30 in the Stone Hall. That's the big room at uh, Vintage House. The classes fees are $3 for members, $5 for non-members. So for those of you who um, – oops, I forgot to close that. Thank you. Um, for those of you who think that you can't afford a class because they're all 15 or $20, well, this is t- uh, $3 for the Vintage House members, $5 for the non-members. And also, there's a, they also have a line dancing class, which is another thing. I mean, one of the things that uh, one of the most consistent diagnoses I give to uh, people coming to my office is I say you're having you're having a, uh, a, a you're you're suffering from from lack of dancing, and the I can't tell you the number of uh, mostly women who are telling me, oh my gosh, you really understand? It's true, I haven't been dancing. So anyway, there is a line dance class Tuesdays. That's the Vintage House for, again, $3 for Vintage House members, $5 for non-members. Tuesdays between uh, 9.30 and 10.30. So you can do the line dance class first, and then you can do the morning exercise class afterward. Again, I want to remind you that Health Matters is brought to you today in part by St. Joseph Health System, Sonoma County, where we remind you to live life lovingly. And that said, uh, I've got my next thing here. Um, this is kind of our Health Matters motto here. Um, our motto is that healthcare isn't a noun, it's a verb. And then our parting information from the Yellow Emperor's Classic of Internal Medicine, this is the basic book of Chinese medicine. If you cannot pacify your spirit and you let your mind be complicated with desires and worries, your disease will not be cured. To be healthy, you must avoid anger and worry, but keep your mind happy, your heart at ease, and your desires at low levels. That's a pretty good message to end on. Thanks for tuning in today. Always a pleasure to have you. Looking forward to having you again. As soon as you can come back, as next week, as soon as we'll be here, we'll look forward to seeing you then. Thanks for tuning in. And this is KSVY 91.3 Health Matters. Ned Hoke with you today. And bye. <laughs>